You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, The Coronavirus Sessions, where our temporary mission is to save as many businesses and jobs as possible by sharing how our fellow business owners and professionals are navigating the impact of COVID-19. I am your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host is Michael Dees. Hi. What's up, man? You're getting you're getting good <laughs> at the adapted intro. I'm proud you of like you. Like it? It's like, and now I'm starting. Yeah. To get, I'm starting to get the flow a little bit. I, I like it. You guys, I'm right? It's, it's almost like you're in the studio. I know, right? And like, I, I got my stool. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can see this, but I brought the stool from the studio. So I'm like, I'm making, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting comfortable in my home studio doing this. And green screen should be here soon, so I don't have these little lines around my. Uh, you know, we'll we'll go. Um. Excited to get in today's episode, but before we do, let me thank our incredible sponsors. Today's sponsors, uh, Collier's International. These guys can get you the leads and exposure, baby. Collier's International is a global company known for its excellence. Uh, combine this with 80 plus signs out on the streets, locally, cross-marketing opportunities, uh, and the support of a full team of marketing professionals, and your property will get noticed. You need to sell your property, you need to buy a property, like, yeah, you need to like go to Collier's International, connect with these guys. Um, they also have that market expertise. They source and service every assignment in Alachua County and have a proprietary database of market intel, comps, and contacts. When appraisers need data, they call Collier's Gainesville. You should too. Learn more about Collier's International Gainesville team at collierscom slash Gainesville, baby. There you go. Thank you. Right. Love those guys. This podcast. Really, really appreciate it. That's what? right. Also <laughs> want to remind everybody that even through all of this, the roads are not closed. So Gainesville Harley-Davidson is open regular hours and has an essential business to meet the parts, service, and transportation needs of a riding community. They have several options for pickup and drop-off services, have initiated a detailed and frequent cleaning routine to help staff and customers stay healthy. Uh, you can give them a call at 352-331-6363 or visit them online at GainesvilleHarley.com. Uh, Kevin and, and M and the, all, all the team over there, they're super, super uh, friends of ours. We rely on them heavily. It's nice to have friends in the industry that we can bounce ideas off of, but they're, uh, make fun man, of. they're just awesome people or make fun of or, or compete <laughs> with whenever we're talking about e-bikes or anything. Uh, but no, and they're expanding, which is awesome. So uh, if you need anything uh, motorcycle related, you're thinking about getting into the game, you know, enjoying the weather that we're having out here, uh, give our friends at Gainesville Harley-Davidson a shout. Yeah, dude, I was talking to them about the Tallahassee location. I'm like, uh, it, it, it's interesting. I'm like, man, interesting timing to be opening it up. But it was like a great opportunity for them. So I'm super excited to see uh, Gainesville Harley expanding to Tallahassee Harley. That's right. There you go. So congratulations, guys. <laughs> but thank you so much for your sponsorship. And let's get into our show because I'm just super excited about this. Today on the show, we have my good friend, Carol. Carol, welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Each day feels a little more normal, I'd say, right now. So. Yeah, so awesome. Well, like, why don't you go ahead and introduce, go ahead and introduce yourself, your position, your company. Give us a little, little background as to, to who you are and what your business does. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so uh, I own Electra County Mini Maid, and uh, we, my husband and I, bought this. Came down here uh, 
from Virginia 26 years ago, actually. Um, and uh, he's retired recently. He's a pilot, he's a pilot for the athletic department here at UF. And uh, so he decided to do that and leave me the business 26 years ago. So uh, he is now retired and I'm still doing this, but um, really, really happy to be a part of this community and see how it's grown um, over the years. Um, we have been cleaning homes and businesses since 1994 um, at, with us at the home. And we have actually employees that still are with us that are with us today that started 25 years ago. That's awesome. So uh, I've got, I've got, Sophia has cleaned 30,000 plus homes over, over the years. And so she got a nice cruise out of it this year. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah. So got several 15 plus year employees. So um, we feel like super blessed to maintain that in this kind of industry. That's a harder industry to maintain um, employees, I think. So um, super great to have that core of people. And then we have clients that we have serviced for those 25 years. So, you know, we've seen their kids as little kids and seen them get married and graduate and grow. And, you know, it's just kind of a neat, neat scenario. Makes you feel a little old, but, um, but it's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> So we're, yeah, we're still rocking away and um, really, you know, blessed to be hanging in there through all the, all the tough times that we've, we've gone through with, in Gainesville in general. So we've been through a lot, but um, don't feel like this is uh, an another challenge that we can't meet all together as long as we do it as a community, which is, I, I have to thank you for, you know, always putting that at the forefront of what you do. Oh, thank you. I was just thinking, you're talking about all that stuff. I'm like, one day I'll take Mike on a cruise. <laughs> one, one day. One yes, day. Mike. <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty, that's I mean, you took me to Italy. I mean, that was kind of. Yeah, I mean. Or you let me go to Italy anyway. That's true. That was, that was a cool experience. So, Carol, why don't you tell us a little bit about how this, uh, you know, virus has really has impacted you guys. What have you guys, you know, what. Several weeks ago when this thing started to go down, what were the first actions that you guys took as a business and uh, just kind of walk us through it a little bit? Yeah, I guess the first thing was really communicating and educating um, both employees and, and clients because they're, you know, that huge fear factor right away, right? It was like, you know, every day we would learn more about, about the, the virus and, um, you know, it seems like you're always switching gears a little bit. So um, we, we decided um, we are an essential business. So um, we didn't totally shut down right away. We maintained a little bit, maybe 20% of our business and kept some people working for our essential, essential businesses that were open that we clean. And then also um, we have several people who are, that we service that are immunocompromised, so they really needed our help. Um, and, and what we realized and what I think we're hoping to achieve through this um, and grow and learn and become at the forefront of really the um, healthcare profession, because um, really that's where it starts in the home. And so we've learned like we've been researching a ton, we're getting certified on the science of cleaning and you know, house cleaning in a COVID-19 world is, is different. And so 
um, just the important thing is that we've been educating and communicating as we learn and not, not to pretend that we knew everything before and there's nothing going on, but really to educate ourselves and our staff and then our clients in the process. So they have a comfort level of where we're going and what we're, what we're doing. We've, um, you know, initially, put some things in place that most, most other businesses have put in place. And that was, you know, we take temperatures in the morning when the, the small staff would go out and before we got, you know, really shut down more, um, you know, putting, wearing boots and wear, uh, shoe covers and, and masks and gloves. And, and then, you know, the CDC, the, the right chemicals that we're using, the right uh, cleaning products and, and really learning what the difference is between, cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting, and being able to, you know, help help others do that when they're staying at home and doing it on their own. Yeah. yeah. How many uh, team members do you guys have? We have 20. 20. Um, has there, you know, has there been any hesitancy from, you know, from them about going into people's homes or businesses or, you know, like, it, that's kind of something that I've, but I've seen you know, a lot of people like, I ah, like, I want to stay at home and, and work remotely. And you're kind of like, well, you can't because <laughs> like the way we make money is by going yes. into homes and cleaning them. I mean, like, have you had any hesitancy there? How have you navigated that as a business owner? Yeah, we have a little bit. Um, you know, initially, yeah, I think there was a meme out there like, yeah, I just got a note from my house cleaner that she's working from home and sending me instructions on how to how to make the bed right that's, that's pretty funny <laughs> um, <laughs> um but you know it, it's you just got to meet people where they are i think and um so we have we had probably six or eight that were that didn't want to stop cleaning at all and again we were gave them the confidence that what we were doing was appropriate we um, went from three to four person teams and a vehicle like we we drive around in the mini made vans and it's usually three or four on a team and we cut that down to one or two so you know we have a driver and then somebody in the back seat you know it's kind of like taking your kids around around to school or whatever everybody's in the back seat so keeping that distance um there it's and then just educating that we are really important in this like i didn't want to ever be uh part of the problem unless we could be the solution to that problem too so it's really been important to educate people that what we're doing in the home is getting rid of the pathogens getting you know we're spending a lot of time on the high touch areas in the homes and and educating people who are not yet ready to have us in their homes how to do that themselves and what to, what to look out for um we're like you know we'll, we'll bring you some so the disinfectant cleaner the um you know we're using the microfiber cloths and and how that's all different as well and, and so much uh much better but as far as the employees there's you know probably 10 or 12 of them that are really really ready to rock and roll and others are just like we'll wait a little bit longer and um and we don't have the um the work quite yet anyway so we're doing some rotating and um oddly enough <laughs> a couple of the ones that are are working have school-age kids and so you know they're trying to manage that too and we're trying to really help them get yeah. through that as well and make that a priority yeah i was uh 
going to, I did my greenhouse business leader meeting. Uh, so I go to every Thursday morning at seven 30, there's a greenhouse church does this greenhouse business leaders, which has been super, it's just super valuable. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and like, I, I love being part of that group and, and it's open. It's open to the public. So anybody else that wants to attend, you're more than welcome to uh, just reach out to me and I can get you the info. But of course we've been, of course we've been having our meetings via zoom and, uh, you know, I kind I kind of love it because my my son, you know, Maddox, he's 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 always curious. You know, he's like, "What is that up to?" And so he came in and sat on my lap and participated in the meeting this morning at you know from seven thirty to eight thirty, and uh, it was just it was really really it was really really cool. But definitely, it's you're trying to squeeze into homeschooling. Um, you know, I'm very grateful that my wife Shannon is is doing all of that. <laughs> uh, you know, she's, she's definitely kept my time free to work and, and really to have fun just making podcasts, <laughs> uh, you know, but. But I think it's important to like show your kids, show up for them as a leader through this, you know, and for them to not to protect them from everything, you know, cause it's, it's a huge life lesson. Yeah. Speak, of, speak of the devil like you're yeah, there he is <laughs> say hi hi so hey Matt, natty maddox really likes the podcasting don't you you gonna have your own podcast one day i listened to you the other day yeah you had a good tip about that last game that doesn't keep you bored what was that <laughs> the battleship game, battleship game. <laughs> i was excited about that <sighs> anyway so, um, I, did you guys, well, I'll let Mike, Mike, do you have questions? No, I was just going to ask Kara. So like we, the day we're recording, this is a, a Thursday and we just got news yesterday that the governor's getting ready to start reopening. It's a step-by-step process at the beginning on Monday, businesses are able to open to 25% capacity. Are you expecting a, any kind of boom in, in the business cleanings? Because when this started happening, I think a lot of people, you know, shut down almost immediately. And I got to imagine that businesses are going to want some kind of deep clean before they start allowing everybody back. So are you expecting any kind of boom? I think the boom that we will expect, I do, I do expect a, a little bit of a boom, but I think it will probably come more from our residential side, Mike, because I don't know. I think it just gives people a little bit of a like re- relaxation a bit. Um, and, you know, we're going in only in homes if, if they'll get out of the home for us or sit in a back room and, um, and I think, you know, my sense is that everybody's going to start getting ready to gear up to whatever normalcy is again and, and get out there a little bit and feel more comfortable in having us in their, their homes and uh, maybe getting out and getting out of it so we can get in there as well. But uh, and, and there, some of our businesses, most of them have, have kept us going. Um, but if you think about it, if there was... Um, we thought that with our business, we might be able to really capture some of the closed businesses. Um, but, you know, when you think about them trying to disinfect really anything that was, if there was any virus issue um, weeks ago, it's not going to be there anymore. Right. right. It would have died on its own, basically. But, um, yeah, I, but I'm hoping that, you know, we'll, we'll also, the, the ones that we are cleaning are asking for more you know, more thorough and, and different type of cleaning. So that's good. So, I mean, have, have sales like been up, been, de- you know, been up and down? Have they stayed about the same? Like, is it just, is it, is it that you're losing some clients, but other clients are getting more service? Like where, where are you guys at in terms of the last month? Um, yeah. So, you know, right away it was a huge, huge 
that nosedive and um, we were down to maybe 15% doing about 15% or lots of 85% um, or 90 even. Um, but maintaining some of those businesses was, was really helpful. The residential side is where we are mostly residential, probably 80, 85%. So we lost almost all our residential. Um, as I said, we did those that were essential workers that were on frontline stuff that we just knew we wanted to help. But um, we did, every client um, that has hold, has a hold on service, every single one is like, gosh, we can't wait to get you back. And what do we do? And you know, how, we can't do this for, for much longer. We, we, miss, we miss the smell of Minnie Maid after you've, you've left the house and that kind of thing. <laughs> um, and amazingly, um, we've had so many clients like say let's skip the month of april but we want to still pay you we want to make sure your your staff is taken care of you guys have been you know great to us years and years and that you know we they feel like we're part of their family sort of so amazing outpouring of of um generosity there and they're but but they're like on hold they're ready to come back and, and everybody's got such varying fears or levels of how they're taking this in. So you know, yeah. some people are like, yeah, we're going to go for a bike ride. Come on in. And others are like, we haven't been out of the house, you know, for six weeks and we don't want anything in here. So, and, you know, I respect, totally respect both sides of that. So your answer, I think we're going to probably see a pretty good uptick in the next week or two. And then I think that last fearful group will probably still take a while. So I don't think we'll be up to... 100 or 90 percent you know for, for quite a while but that's okay we're, we're also trying to educate ourselves more and and just almost starting from scratch and revamping our whole model so yeah which has been pretty a pretty common theme right mike i mean i think all of us have had to change some sort of process some sort of you know the overused word of 2020 will be the word pivot <laughs> like I've heard pivot, <laughs> pivot! Uh, you know over and over and over <laughs> like now that reframe yeah now that Mary said that about that Ross that Ross uh, meme from friends uh, that's yeah. stuck in my head every time I hear the word pivot now. um but yeah so I mean did you guys have to or did or did you just uh like apply for the PPP stuff so yeah, um, we did like first day, first day I had everything ready, um, went to our local bank. We, we bank kind of uh, with Bank of America, a larger bank and a local bank. And when initially Bank of America had like a great portal up right away. And so you could just pop stuff right in there. Um, but I, you know, I preferred to do stay with our local bank and they said, you know what, we got already a line in front of you. Um, if you've got a good relationship with the bigger bank, it sounds like they're gonna be able to serve you really well. So I'm like, okay. And, and it, you know, it seemed to go well. And then like 10 days later, they're like, oh, you don't have this on the portal. I'm like, yes, I do. I'll do it again and again. And um, kind of the ball got dropped. Um, our local person has been fabulous and tried to help as much as she can, but you know, their hands are tied. So we missed the first round. Um, we're, we did not get it the first round. We're still hoping the second round. So I don't have 
an ETRAN number yet to know that it's approved, but it is with the SBA. So, okay. um, yeah, you know, it's super interesting because, um, you know, my, I actually did the opposite. So, cause we had, you know, our primary bank, uh, is with PNC and, mm-hmm. and love, you know, San, Sandy Richter over there, like absolutely adore her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, just been a huge asset for us. And I had been in constant communication she had been like texting me and she's like, Hey, I'll text you at two o'clock in the morning when this thing is up and going. Um, but PNC right. wasn't quite ready on, on that Friday. And then the portal and stuff was having issues on Saturday. And I was, I was just kind of getting a little nervous and I'm like, I was like, look, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to a local bank. And, and, and a lot of my thought process there too was like, I know how much Sandy has my back um, at PNC, but you know, I'm thinking about, okay, if there is some sort of sort of underwriting process or approval process, like where is this information going to, is it going to Atlanta? Like, are we waiting on somebody else to make a decision? You know? And so my thought process was like, man, maybe the local banks will want to make sure that the local businesses get their money and get their money quick. Um, now I know that a lot of them have had some problems too. And so like, luckily, like, luckily we were able to get our funding. I like made that call and we, and we got our funding, uh, you know, 10 days later, which was great. Um, but, but yeah, you know, sometimes I like, I think about a lot of businesses (laughs) as unfortunate as it, as it is, don't necessarily have a lot of reserves and, you know, like there's definitely times in our business where I feel like we're a business that lives paycheck to paycheck, if you will. And right. you know, it's like, you're trying to make, like, we're coming up with creative ways to make payroll on Friday, you know, on Friday, it seems like that's like a common theme sometimes, especially for the seasonality of our business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, man, like what if you are one of those businesses and, and you're still waiting, you know, or like, like the, the fact the the waiting game is the thing that could actually put somebody out of business because yeah. you know and 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 this lifeline for us has definitely been uh, an opportunity to innovate like we 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 most certainly needed the funding and and when I got it you know I'm not wasting I'm like now that we got it I'm like okay cool it's so like a weight lifted off the shoulders now now I can zero in and I can focus on like pivoting this company and making these adjustments and we've been very very focused on, on that um but man, like, I just think about a lot of the small businesses that are still waiting. Like, so, so my question is very long winded one, apparently, (laughs) uh, you know, like, like, are, like, are you, are you good? Like, are you okay? Like, are you going to be like, if this PPP funding takes another month, like, are you, are you okay? Like, or, you know, were you ever dependent on it to begin with, or is it just nice to, nice to have as backup? Like what, what, what's your situation there? Well, for sure, dependent on it to an extent. Um, you know, I know the way it's set up, it can, it can really be more than what we almost need. You know, we can really set ourselves up well. Um, yeah, it was scary to get, you know, really wanted when we kind of furloughed people, I still, we wanted to pay as long as we could and we did do some you know quite a bit of gifting of hours beyond that but then man to see the never seen the bank account that low <clears throat> excuse me and that was pretty scary you know but um i did you know have some forethought to get a credit line ahead of time and um good relationship there so and then you know just keeping we've had 
a lot of gift certificates being purchased online for us with this community and um, even my college teammates uh, uh, played a couple sports in college and they, they kind of got on the bandwagon and they were buying gift certificates that I'm now trying to gift to some um, frontline workers or people that are really, really in need. So kind of working on that end, but um, I'm okay. Yeah, we're okay. Um, and, you know, the staff that has been working has generated enough income to, you know, we stopped paying mortgage payments for three months and that kind of thing. So having the forethought to put a lot of that in place ahead of time really helped. Um, so, you know, wouldn't be the okay forever, but no, if I just knew it was coming, then you can really, there's so much you can do with that and, and to benefit your staff as well. So really, I just want to take care of them first and foremost, and then to see what happens from there. So if I can get it just to, to really take care of all of them. We've got some, I think, that are, you know, sitting home with on unemployment. A couple have got, gotten on that, and, and that's great. Um, so trying to figure out how to best bring them back and not hurt them as well. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. So open to that. I'm curious, how, how has their marketing approach changed? And the reason that I ask that is because as we've done a lot of these podcasts, uh, it's interesting to see, you know, what different business leaders feel about the idea of marketing during this crisis. Some very much come from the, the mindset of, you know, I believe that the product or service that I offer is a benefit during this time and people are looking for it and it should be taken advantage of. And some people just frankly feel a little uh, skis for lack of a better word about trying to um, capitalize off of it. So what is, what is your approach and your thoughts and feelings on, on marketing during this time? Um, you know, our marketing for us has really been just, um, constant emails to our clients just to make sure they're taken care of and letting them know what we're doing. And it's just been, um, no, not really much more than that. I, we, we have a radio spot that we do a trade with. So just letting people know that we're, we're here for hygienic cleaning and to sanitize and disinfect, um, if they have that need, but certainly not pushing it by any, by any means. Um, but again, just, our marketing is more educating, I think, and yeah. how I think going forward it'll be more like educating people how I think it's actually going to change the whole face of house cleaning, honestly. And, and we're trying to be part of that. And, um, you know, I'm taking a course with the Global BioRisk Council um, these next couple of days and just on the the science of cleaning and the virus itself and what else could happen. and um, you know, that kind of thing. So um, I think it's, you know, our marketing going forward will just be, I think we're, we're going to be rebranding a little bit, even our uniforms. I think we're going to be putting people in scrubs rather than, mm. you know, cobbler aprons and stuff, just to have that feel of we are the front line of the health profession. Oh, that's interesting. I know Mike, if Mike had a cleaning business, it, his marketing would, it, I'm just trying to predict this. Do you have COVID-19 in your house? Well, we can come in there and get it out. <laughs> Is that, I, I don't know that that's actually true. <laughs> I like trying to picture like the, the mix between like the dealership car salesman and the, Right, right. No, uh, but I am thinking you like instructional videos about like, you know, how to, how to best clean, um, how to create your own um, chemical cocktails or whatever uh, right. would, would be super valuable. Um, I, I think there's a lot of 
I yeah. say opportunity, but, but to, to, you know, share that education. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good point, Mike. Cause we, uh, I've been actually, um, watching a podcast from some of our industry leaders and they've had a couple people on about, you know, different platforms and easy ways and cheap, inexpensive ways to, to do training videos and things like that. So cool. share house. yeah, it's a great idea. I just think, I think about like Colin and I say this all the time in our business, like just because we know how to do the oil change doesn't mean that we want to do the oil change. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people will learn how to clean their house at home, but then have a lot more respect for the people that they uh, ask to come in their homes and do it for them. Absolutely. You have no idea the amount of, you know, I, I have been calling clients on the day that they would normally be cleaned. So like, you know, bi-weekly or a weekly client, I call them like, hey, we missed you today. Just wanted to say hi. And, and they're like, oh, we missed you guys so much. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm watching the baseboards get dusty, but not doing anything about it. And that kind of stuff. So I'm like, trying to tell them, well, we'll bring by some a microfiber cloth and a and some disinfectant if you need it. So sure. That's good. I mean, it's obviously, it's obvious that the relationships you guys have built up, you know, as an organization are really, uh, help, really helping kind of get through this time. Um, you know, those, those customers, uh, you know, and I, I love that you see that community support, you see those relationships that you've invested in all these, all these years. And now it's coming to a point where people are like, Hey, we don't, we don't want you in our house. No, no offense. We don't want you in our house right now. However, we'll still like, we still want to pay our bills because we want to take care of you. We want to make sure you're good. So you're coming back next month. Right. And uh, that's such a good, that's awesome. such a good feeling, right? As a business yeah. owner. To, to, and yeah. we've seen that. We've seen that. We've been sending out newsletters with communication to our customers and I've gotten so many, you know, we had somebody buy a $200 gift card just the other day being like, yeah, I don't know what we'll need this for in the next few months, but I'm sure my kid will break something and, <laughs> and, and need to come in for service, you know? We, so we've been seeing those kind of messages and just people who are, you know, really uh, prepaying services, prepaying yeah. you know, gift cards, whatever. And it's, it's, it's nice to have that community support. So I'm just, I'm thankful. I know you're thankful. And yeah, it's, it's super humbling. And um, yeah, it's, you know, you're so used to being the one serving, right? So it, it's almost hard to yeah, it is. Except that in a way, but it's, yeah, it's super humbling. That's really true. Cool. Well, Carol, why don't you tell everybody where uh, they can find you guys, where they can, you know, uh, hire you guys? Sure. Yep. We have a, a great website, um, Um We also have a, a great office right up the road from Colin and, and Michael at, uh, at New Scooters for Less. We're right across the street from Gainesville High School. Um, so can stop in most anytime. I'm actually here all the time, it seems like. But um, yeah, the, the website is great. Um, can buy gift certificates right off the website as well. Um, and or just give us a call at 374-4141. And we um, love to either help you or steer you to the right person who can. If we have great relationships with other uh, cleaning companies in the community and so if we're not a right fit we, we try to just make sure there is one out there for you awesome well that's what makes a great community right there Love there it. you go yeah awesome well thanks again for joining us uh, mike final thoughts i just thank yeah thank you and best of luck as you go through through this i usually like to ask what well, final final thing if there's a piece of advice that you'd like to leave with our listening audience anything that you know you've learned as you've gone through this um Probably take care of your network 
before you take care of your business, you know, just like, um, I don't know, you, you realize, and I think I've always realized, but just, just, you know, taking care of your community and then you're, you're taking care of, you take care of the bigger picture and reach out and bring, pull people up and, you know, you know, that, that I know you guys do that all the time, but that definitely elevates us all. So. And it kind of goes back to the same point I was saying, you know, just seeing everybody kind of people can almost like recognize when you have those relationships, they can kind of recognize when you're going through something and they kind of almost reach out and say, Hey, yeah. like, are yeah. you good? Do you need, yeah. I mean, a good example is, is Mitch Glazer. Like, oh, you know, Mitch, Mitch is always, he's always like calling you good. You need me to like, you need me to like, you know, prepay for something. And <laughs> like, what do you need? I'm like, Mitch, like, I really appreciate it, brother. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'll, like if I get desperate, like I'll, I believe me, I'll let you know. Uh, but just having people that want to ensure that you're not going to go anywhere feels good, you know? So. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's been, been great. And I, you know, you, I, I think too, I was telling our employees, like, I don't want to waste this difficult time. You know, there's so much to learn from it and so much relationships to build on. It's uh, yeah. it's an opportunity. It's a hard one, but you know, we, we know it's there for a reason. So. Yep. That's true. Well, there you go, Gainesville. Take care of those team members. Take care of that network. And let's just continue to support each other, encourage each other through this. We will get through this as a community. That's why I love being part of the Gainesville community and just uh, seeing everybody pull together during these tough times. I mean, we're, we as entrepreneurs are built for this and we will, we will navigate it. We will get through. So thanks to everybody. For, well, Carol, thanks again for being here. And thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate our listening audience so much. Be sure to uh, leave us a review somewhere. Um, feel free to check out the, sw the swag we have, whoagnv.com. Show some support there. And, uh, you know, just share, share this with a friend. Share this with somebody. Let them know what, what we're doing, that we're trying to help, uh, you know, businesses navigate this thing. And uh, we appreciate all of you guys. This is the WHOA GMB podcast, the podcast to bring you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. We will see you later. Bye.